that mean let me know in the comments um <clears throat> so uh here's a question is it ethical uh or okay to um punish a people for their government what um so is it okay to punish ordinary russians because of the actions of you know vladimir putin and his circle who arguably are not particularly connected to the the will of you know the democratic will of the people, depending on who you believe, um, or you know uh, what's happening in Gaza with all these innocent people being killed, um, and you know lives destroyed. It just you know it takes a long time to build things up, and it's very easy to much easier to stamp on sandcastles than to build them, and yeah, you know terrible things are happening obviously so um is it okay for is you know the israeli military to kind of seemingly bomb areas quite indiscriminately because well there's hamas people in there and it's worth it you know look they you know hurt us they started this all right so we're going in and yeah some you know if they're it's their fault that they're among the civilians you know that's their choice you know that's on hamas blame them not us um, but you know you're hurting the people, and you maybe somewhere in there it's like, well, yeah, you know, you did vote them in. Remember that time, even though now you know they just hold power without elections. Um, but uh, and uh, you know, so it seems like on some level the Israeli military or state is um, punishing ordinary Palestinians for the actions of Hamas, or is it okay? for um, Hamas themselves to be going and murdering, you know, what is it, like 1,300 Israelis, you know, not soldiers, not police, just civilians, normal people. I know Israelis, shout out to Rafi, uh, you know, and they're beautiful people. I've met like, you know, um, you know, a bunch, like, in, I don't know, I can't remember, I don't know how many, but quite a few and they, they seemed really cool you know interesting people um and uh yeah i mean they could they're the, the same as the people who just got murdered you know um and so is that okay say well yeah but you know your government 
is illegally colonizing the West Bank or, you know, religious extremists, you know, um, extreme Orthodox Jews are doing that in the West Bank. And um, that's your government is turning a blind eye and kind of, you know, seemingly secretly encouraging them because, well, this expands the borders of Israel and, um, uh, you know, is that legitimate to punish, um, you know, to kill those uh, Israelis, send terror through Israel and, you know, destabilize the government um, in reaction to, you know, the sins of that government or the whatever, you know, the, from their point of view, um, the what they, you know, their grievances against the Israeli state. Or is it okay for... Um, you know, Russia to bomb civilian infrastructure in Ukraine and, you know, like hospitals or energy grids and stuff um, as part of the war against, you know, uh, the Ukrainian military. And, you know, you could say you know, in total war, that was not in World War Two. that was happening on all sides. But, you know, is that okay um, when, you know, or should you just be sticking to the soldiers um, and kind of, try not to hurt the people too much even if technically civil society um of course is a support to the military but you know aren't there rules of engagement uh, or you know america and you know europe um uh you know uh you know the european union kind of being to a large extent um within american hegemony and kind of doing more or less whatever you know the the, the elite you know oligarchs who secretly run the usa um want or you know the corporate will you know the snowball effect of corporate will in america and um that you know so that kind of western influence nato and uh yeah five eyes and all this all the influences of like you know sanctions against um iraq um back you know in the day creating you know all like you know attacking iraq invading iraq invading afghanistan um but let's keep it simple say like uh uh sanctions against uh iran now you're saying like oh we've got sanctions because you're trying to develop nuclear energy you say it's for civilian use but you know we don't trust you so we've got these sanctions on you trying to you know basically um preventing you from trading you know trying to strangle you economically now that does hurt the government but it hurts the people much much more than the government and um a huge number of the people in Iran, they don't want the government. There were huge protests. There's a lot of people who, you know, got, you know, I don't know, had, I don't know if they, probably a bunch of people lost their lives, but definitely a lot of people, you know, went to prison or had, you know, real serious problems by defying the government. Same thing in Russia um, or, you know, all over the place. Um, and so, or is it, uh, you know, okay for, because like, if that's okay, saying, yeah, uh, you can punish the people for what the government doing, like, hey, it's your responsibility to over get rid of them. And if you're not, until you, you know, if you're not against them, you're with them, you know, until you overthrow your government, then, you know, you're fair game for others to attack. If that's the logic, then basically anyone, you know, in Europe or, you know, um, America, uh, the USA and Canada, probably like a lot of powerful countries, um, uh, by that logic, responsible for all kinds of heinous stuff, which, you know, the CIA and, you know, the corporatocracy that it, 
that's kind of like a parasite on the neck of Lady Liberty, uh, of what America was until you know they changed its direction, taking out JFK. It seems, um, you know, not to you know make too many assumptions here, but you know, look, if you take a fair look at the history, it seems like you know to shoot from the hip. That's basically what's going on. Um, America has become a corporate um, zombie, um, but. Uh, but my point is that like America itself is a beautiful place and the aspirations are very good and among most people of like democracy and self-sufficiency and not you know causing problems trying to be a good you know beacon of hope and light in the world but then there's this parasite that just wants to make money from endless wars and all this stuff um, which is the corporate fusion of corporate and state power but um, but that elite in the West has been you know, um, there's a lot of evidence that it's been, you know, causing a lot of problems around the world in undermining. Like, there's a long history of the CIA overthrowing governments in Latin America, in the Middle East, between I think it was 1945 and 1995. Was it like that 50-year period? I think they overthrew like, I think like um, something huge, like 100 governments, many of them demo- uh, democracies. Um, it was a, a gigantic, like, and, you know, something like a really, really large percentage of the world's governments, like a serious, you know, if anyone else did that, we'd be like, well, they're, they're like Hitler, you know, what are they doing? Um, but anyway, so they did that, you know, they were through Iran's government in 1951, was it? Or was it 52 or 53? I think 51, maybe. Um, and uh, then, which was democracy, you know, first ever democracy in their thousands of years, long history, and uh, the Americans overthrew it, or the CIA did. Um, and then, you know, uh, uh, supporting the USA during the Cold War, oh, okay, we want, you know, dictators who can support us against the Soviet Union. So, um, okay, yeah, we, and the, America basically, you know, the foreign policy and that of the West as well, by extension, was NATO, which, you know, the USA dominates. And also, you know, but yeah, like um, uh, th- it was to support these dictators who really suppressed democracy in their own countries. So, so to you know, for the triumph of democracy around the world, allegedly all these you know uh, dictators were supported, um, and so that caused a lot. And then that actually led to the rise of Islamism and the desire where people were like, okay. The democratic movements or socialist movements have been suppressed. Okay, what else can we do? And then is the you know some people have said, well, it's all we need Islam. You know, um, in politics, we need a, f- a fusion of you know Islam, religion, and po- uh, politics. You know, get rid of the separation of church and state, and um, extreme kind of you know jihadi kind of movements b- became much more common. And then now look, that's plaguing the whole Middle East. Um, and making it much harder for Islam to kind of temper some of its more extreme kind of elements, like views towards homosexuality or women or whatever, um, or you know other religions for that matter, like honor, oh to entertain the possibility that there's other ways up the holy mountain. Um, and so, you know, that uh, that's some really serious damage that the West has done there. Um, am I responsible for that? Is any you know English na- speaking native is listening to this responsible and, you know, is it okay for some terrorists to come kill us because of what, you know, the CIA and, you know, these cronies um, trying to rule the world have been up to? I don't think so. So I think we, 
we need a and the thing is the people of the world we have so much more in common with us with each other um, than we do with any of our governments you know the difference between us and our government is much a much broader gulf it's a much bigger difference than between you know us and you know anyone from some other culture who is also you know uh, just a kind of regular person not with no hand on the reins of state power for the, the vast majority of the time that's the case you know and I've I teach English you know and so I've met a lot of people like through teaching online like so you know people from all over the world I can have been teaching um, and then you know through in-person classes like you know people from all over the world will be there and so it's kind of like I'm traveling because I'm constantly coming in contact with people from different countries um, and everyone's cool everyone's really nice and yeah there's differences you know a minority of people are a bit weird in every culture you know and a minority of people are really 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 special in every culture and then most of us are just somewhere in the middle a bit weird a bit special or you know um that's cool not everyone can be the most interesting people or you know the weirdest <laughs> scariest people whatever um like but there's a spectrum and it's all part of us ultimately we're all one here we're just different branches on the one tree it's the beautiful thing side note when you see someone who's like well you really you know overshadow me like you're you make me look kind of like less impressive to be honest you, um there's an invitation to understand that they're not particularly responsible for that that's god fruiting and flowing through them and that is also that same force is flowing through you but just perhaps in a less impressive way right now but you can understand that actually you are that other person and that what makes you are equally um virtuous and merit worthy of what they have there at the at a, the core basic level um you know basically more or less um i think this is you know true that um yes you know we can't all be the most interesting although you can there's so many things to do in life that you can be the best at something you know that's the cool thing just find what you your game and then you can master that niche you know um but uh but yeah you know there's this spectrum of people and some people are really interesting and you know we can enjoy their thing uh you know abilities and just kind of try to uh admire them and kind of en encourage that in within ourselves and be as, as good as we can be um and you know not be jealous of anyone who's successful and just take it as inspirational and beautiful and even see that that is us living another life and we can enjoy that triumph in our own self um and also to the same thing with bad people to understand you know quote unquote bad people to understand that yeah that's part of us too and um that's something we have to accept and we have to do our best to be inspired or cautioned i guess by that to be like oh okay there's probably there's surely you know what is what within me what among my least you know useful instincts um and least harmonious and least wise instincts what among those instincts um you know is this example of this kind of kind of person who's not so, a bit this dark character what are they um in what way am i doing the same thing and you know what are my lower instincts could i kind of channel this energy and you take this as a cautionary tale to work on myself you know so anyway side note complete that like you know there's a range of people and we can learn things from that but the point is you know basically everyone's cool you know and uh um it doesn't matter what culture you're from there are differences of it's like a collective personality in general people from asian cultures are more collectivist and focused on the group 
Um, and, um, uh, you know, people from, say, Latin America are generally more like loosey-goosey, relaxed and talkative. And, um, you know, the, there are these differences, you know. Um, but then any individual within that could totally defy the pattern. But it's just a general pattern that's there. Um, so there are differences between cultures, but everyone's cool and you know, everyone gets on w um, well. And it's really beautiful, like, seeing that it's kind of world peace in the classroom when you have all these Russians and Ukrainians chatting and Chinese and Taiwanese and everyone's talking, you know, and, you know, uh, there might be little moments where it's a bit awkward, but it's like, it's all good. And um, so we're all one, we're all just the people. And it's so throughout history and even right now, there's so many cases where the people are being punished for the actions of governments, but governments even in so-called democracies, they're very these days basically like fascism. You know, it's not really connected to the um, the will of the people. Um, you know, uh, in all the, the anglophone uh, anglosphere, all the English-speaking countries, the governments are basically you know beholden to you know BlackRock, Vanguard, these huge uh, or like you know corporate interests. Um, to a very large extent, these interests control election campaign funding. And so they control the politicians who choose the bureaucrats, who choose the judges. So over time, these forces are continuous. The, the, you know, the CEOs may change, um, the shareholders may change a bit, but these corporate forces are, have been there as a constant pressure, selective pressure for decades. And they, you know, and they want to make money. That's all they really want to do. And um, that can be very healthy when it's in balance. And it will be healthy when we rebalance things. Um, and we'll be very grateful for it. And we can remain grateful for them even now while they're causing trouble. But the point is, you know, the grown-ups in the room need to go, okay, well, look, this is out of balance. And the fact is um, uh, the desire for money and, um, and the, the power of corporations, um, it has purchased the government, basically. But the government is not meant to be part of the market. The government is, and that's why it shouldn't be too big also, less, things, less incentive to try to get control of it and buy it. Um, through illicit means but you know keep it kind of lean so it's just you know easier to keep independent um, but among other benefits of that but um, like lower taxes <laughs> but um, in any case you know governments uh, you know USA very you know Republican or Democrat they both want war they both support big pharma you know you know rolling out these barely tested products and you know showing very little interest in health you know no recommendation of vitamin D during COVID, but it's just, oh, take these, you know, expensive new products we've de developed and don't worry about those cheap me alternative medications which seem to show promise. Um, let's suppress them. Like, whoa, interesting. It almost seems like money is the only real driving force here. Um, almost seems like that, censors at YouTube. Um, uh, and then, you know, say the European Union, um, actually the the... Democratic representatives, the MEPs, members of the European Parliament that we vote in, they don't have the the power to um, to make the laws. They they have. Uh, I need to look into the. I should definitely be more aware of this. There's a lot to, <laughs> to be aware of these days, but um, it's to. I, I believe they have an oversight function, but they can't veto or cancel law. Like they they don't c control the process. Um, basically, unelected bureaucrats are making the law. And there's like an advisory function or amendment function of these um, democratically elected representatives who are themselves are subject to the same force, corporate capture forces. 
but even in that to a very large extent it's like a fascist um fascist system where it's capitalism property property rights you know um so using the engine of the free market even though it's heavily socialist at this point but you're using capitalism to some extent to have that productivity but then you're controlling it through the the government just being able to interfere in the economy and kind of being above the law and being able to do what it wants um and so yeah like a corporate uh, a fusion of corporate and state power and that's basically what the european union is which is very ironic given that basically fascism has won in europe and the people who you know and me saying that I'll, you know someone would call me oh right wing you know fascist you know whatever and it's like you realize like you're the fascist <laughs> like this is insane this is crazy um but anyway like fascism not being the same as nazism nazism is fascism with racism thrown in a germanic supremacy specifically um but you know mussolini and franco and you know all kinds of people all over the place you know they had uh um uh fascism as well um and you know china right now is fascist technically because they're not communist they have um market for they have capitalism north korea is communist they don't have capitalism but um you know china has capitalism but the government can just do it whatever they they want take your property at, at the drop of a hat so that's fascism in the classical def- definition anyway so you know in these countries where we are you know we even in democracies so to speak um if people really wake up then we can i believe at this point exert a pressure to take back control of the system potent through elections i think I don't think they're manipulating elections to that that much that they could stop that although it it is possible that the whole thing's a fraud but I think probably there's a little bit of fraud just enough so they can control things they don't want to be too obvious um but um at the moment not enough people are really paying attention so they don't need that much they can I so I believe the system is technically amenable to that change if we had a very rapid awakening which seems to be happening happily Anyway, but at present, you know, not enough people are paying attention. So basically the system, you know, um is thwarted and controlled by these corporate interests and people basically aren't don't have control over it, you know. Um and there's enough people who aren't paying attention, you know, and maybe they're they're very busy and, you know, perhaps accidentally, I don't know, um the uh there's all these policies from on high which crush the middle class and actually make it very easy if um to make money if you're already very rich but very hard to make money if you're already poor or m- even in the middle of the road and the, you know just during covid the whole middle class in the industrialized world got crushed and shrunk while the billionaire class ballooned and you know oh it's just the people you know the government policies just so happen to help the people who are funding the election campaigns of the politicians and you know the NGOs which control you know you know have a large influence on universities and journalism and big industry and uh the bureaucracies and you know even the judiciaries um so you know are uh, very interesting but so so much to say that even in the democratic world um people don't really have control of the governments governments are basically gone rogue and so to punish the people the actions of the government just seems unfair um on the face of it and then most of the world is not even pretending to be democratic you know 
<clears throat> you know, well, I'm not sure for most, but if, there's a very large amount of the world where it's like, maybe, yeah, but there's a lot of the world where it's, you know, it's very clear that people don't believe it's democracy. So if the part of the world where people believe it's democracy, and, you know, in reality, I don't think it is, Switzerland, maybe, I'm not sure. Um, maybe that is a functional democracy still because it's direct democracy. They can make petitions at, uh, for referenda if they have enough votes. Um, then it goes to there's a referendum, and if enough people vote for it, then that's the law. You don't need the politicians. So if the politicians try to get voted in on you know a certain promise, and then they flip and they you know they you know, they betray that promise, the people can just go, oh okay, well we're going to make a petition to do it the opposite of what you're trying to do now, and then the politician just gets you know stuffed. They, they you know they can't do anything, and of course they're not going to get voted back in, and so of course they wouldn't even try in the first place. So that. They probably have, I'm sure they have these mechanisms, but it's more sneaky. Um, but yeah, probably more democratic, probably still functional democracy in Switzerland, I would guess. But anyway, um, there's the democratic, you know, there's the part of the world that believes it's democratic still, but it's really not. Um, and then probably a, maybe the largest chunk of the world is pretending to be democracies, but everyone knows they're not, including, you know, like, you know, the Democratic Republic of the Congo is not, you know, no one believes that's a democracy. Um and uh, and then you've got another part of the world, probably a minority, I guess, where you know they're upfront about you know Iran or China. It's like no, you know we run the thing. That's how it works. You know, Saudi Arabia, you know, um, <coughs> um, etc. So UAE, you know, these um, Arab uh, monarchies. But so anyway, you know, we're going to punish the people for the actions of governments and throughout history. You know, there's been people name the the worst crimes and you know, and criminals who you know committed them through time. Oh, you know, you have serial killer killers like you know you have Jack the Ripper. We have this person killed twenty you know women or whatever, and you're like, oh, that's horrendous. You know, and this person, a mass shooter, killed you know thirty people, kids. And you're like, wow, that's terrible. You know, um, do you remember any mass shooters killing like a million people, like the million people who died during the invasion of Iraq? Um, or, you know, uh, six million people, like the Holocaust, or um, one in seven Russians during World War II when they defeated Nazi Germany for us. We, the English-speaking world, the, the Western allies actually did very little in World War II. The policy was basically to let Russia do most of the legwork because um, it was on their turf. They had no choice. They were already doing it. So just l let them at it and then we would have an advantage over them at the end. And, you know, the, the British Empire was kind of crumbling, so they're trying to just hold on there. So that was the choice they made. Anyway, so thank you, Russia, for that. Um, and one in seven Russians, dead, you know. Um, or, you know, but then under Stalin, you know, I think was it uh, 60 million? No, six, 30 million, I think, people got killed. Under Mao, I think it was 60 million, they think, in China, you know. Enormous numbers of dead. Khmer uh, in uh, Cambodia, you know, what the Khmer Rouge did, they took the most advanced, most anciently illustrious uh, society, you know, the site of Angkor Wat and, you know, the Khmer Empire, um, this Buddhist, you know, uh, flourishing state, which had, you know, in like the year 1500 or something, um, Angkor had <coughs> a bigger population than London, you know, it was really advanced. Um, and uh, C Cambodia was the most advanced uh, Asian society, I believe, um, at, you know, 
uh, up until the mid 20th century, um, I believe more than Japan, I'm not sure. Um, and uh, they, you know, the communist just, you know, government came in and just, you know, said, oh, you know, we're going back to year zero, you know, everyone's going to be peasants, it's going to be much better. Uh, by the way, anyone with glasses, yeah, you're part of the, the bourgeoisie enemy, you know, and they killed everyone. And then, uh, you know, the whole thing fell apart and, you know, all the worst crimes throughout history have been committed by governments. And now that doesn't mean the people should go and, you know, like overthrow all our governments in some chaotic frenzy, but it does mean we should be aware who the real greatest threat is. Governments are constantly talking about all these threats, you know, um, and, you know, oh, the danger of this, the danger of that, oh, we need to control things. Yeah. Who, like, have you read a history book? Who are the greatest threats? You know, governments are happy to talk about the threat of other governments. But what about government per se? You know, um, what about a global conference not on like the dangers of global boiling and, you know, like manipulating scientific data to make everyone terrified of, you know, climate change? Although climate change has always been happening and it's a, a question that needs to be investigated more of like to what extent are humans affecting it? because that's not a closed case from what I understand from looking into it fairly deeply, you know, um, and all these other issues, you know, war and terror, you know, Israel, Palestine, or Ukraine, constant, you know, COVID, constant just fear and oh, oh, threats and, you know, what about a global conference on the danger of government overreach, just the dangers of government? How dangerous are governments? Let's get all the governments together and talk about it. Not about pointing fingers at each other, although that would be part of it, but just talking about government in general, given that throughout history, governments have been the number one criminal committing all the atrocities. That's dwarf scales are like orders of magnitude greater than um, crimes of any individuals or gangs even. So I look forward to that conference. That'd be very interesting. But the point is in the meantime, you know, I think we, the people should be aware that like, um, don't get distracted. Don't get pulled into World War Three by, yeah, let's go bomb Israel or, yeah, let's go bomb Palestine or Ukraine or Russia. It's like, okay, peace, wave the white flag, spiritual surrender, you know, be at peace within and try to encourage peace without um, through seeing yourself in all of us and understanding we're all just like this little plant behind me, Bodhi, um, many branches, one plant. And so we're all branches on the same tree and um, tree of life. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. And we should kind of celebrate, you know, uh, our connections and um, not be so afraid of each other or, you know, frustrated with each other. And uh, a lot of the divisions between peoples have been caused by the governments, not by the people in general. So we need to understand, you know, like I used to teach these Russians, the really cool boy, uh, Kirill, and uh, I loved teaching him, but then I had to end the classes because, oh, the sanctions came in. And so, okay, we can't, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, um, you know, basically, you know, the, the family, their, their business, you know, was ba badly affected because, you know, these f international financial, you know, transaction networks were closed down for Russia. So that affected certain, you know, the trade. Uh, the you know the father was doing and so it's like okay we can't have the classes so like oh so that Kirill is he responsible for the invasion of Ukraine is he is that what's happening so 
No. Right. And that's just like a tiny drop in the, the, the bucket. Like there's so much harm coming to all the world on all sides from the actions of governments. And we, the people, the pro our responsibilities and our guilt is to understand that we have been um, in many, many, many cases getting tricked into thinking that other peoples are the, the, the fault at fault. But actually, no, it's other governments. It's not other peoples. It's not the normal people. Yes, you know, once there's a war, of course, it's tribal instinct for people to rally around the group because often people get confused between the difference between their state and their country. You know, like, oh, this is Ireland and then this is the Irish state. You know, like during the Civil War, there were two states. There was, you know, the, uh, the IRA um, and there was the Free State, you know, and they were fighting for control. So there's two governments fighting for control of the island. Um, you know, and uh, so, you know, you can have a state is an a group of people and organizations and institutions, but uh, basically a network of people running the place. But the country is much bigger than the government, you know, and they're different things. And um, often the people don't even like the government or the government don't like the people. And uh, so, so, you know, we should uh, be aware that we keep mistaking you know, um, so the people, if they rally, you know, if um, Vladimir Putin's approval rating is very high at the moment, but I think part of that is because Russians understand that the war in Ukraine wasn't unprovoked, it, um, which is this lie that's put out in the West. It was provoked. Doesn't mean it was right, but it definitely was provoked, you know. And, you know, the Minsk Accords, you look at you know, the Maidan, the coup the CIA launched in 2014 against the democratically elected government of Ukraine. Um, you know, NATO expan uh, expansion, breaking their promises after the reunification of East Germany. There's, you know, yada, yada, yada. It goes on and on. Um, and uh, so, you know, partly it's that. I think they understand that, oh, no, we're, being, we're subject to lies and this isn't fair. They're making us look bad, um, like as if we're the bad guys here. But, you know, what about the American empire that you know, invades countries, you know, Libya, um, Somalia, uh, Yemen, or supporting, you know, the Saudis? Um, Afghanistan, Syria, um, uh, where else? Like Iraq, um, Vietnam, you know, but even more recently, yeah, you know, Yugoslavia, uh, on and on, you know, and that's okay. They can do it, but no, not Russia, baddies. And so I think part of them, they're like rallying around, like, no, this isn't fair. But then um, also, I think it's just this general tribal instinct where people, um, in danger, you get just you, your critical thinking capacity decreases, and you just want to gr grind down and just put your backs together. And you know, it's a more reptilian brain takes over, so just more primal. You know, so naturally, people okay, Russia. You know, that's it. One word, Russia. You know, they're not thinking. You know, they want to keep it simple. Survival instincts kicking in, um, and also there's the the whole thing of like we're saying, people get confused about the difference between their government and the people, and so. You know, oh, you're attacking, and then especially, especially hard when you know, people in Europe or America, or whatever, saying, "Yeah, Russia has done this," and then some random Russian guy who might have, you know, been like, "Ah, oh, Putin's an idiot," and he's like, "What, Russia? You're talking about me?" You know, and then so you're pushing them toward into the arms of the government, and which is suits the government fine. Like, yeah, great, yeah, they're attacking us, <laughs> not just the government for what we, we have done. Um, so I think all around the world. Uh, one of the, there's a few things that need to happen for us to rebalance the world, um, but I think one of the big things is for people to um, realize that it's wrong to punish 
peoples for the actions of their governments um, and that actually uh, the people of the world, we all have so much in common and our interests, our goals, uh, um, our dreams are very much aligned. There are differences, but we've got so much room of overlap where we agree. So we can just get started with that and then, you know, 50 years down the line, we can start getting to work on the things that we disagree on, you know. But like for now, like for our lifetimes, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. We got plenty of stuff we all agree on and we can put into action, which will be f firmly, fiercely resisted by governments all in all of our countries because it's going to take away their power. Um, as, but, you know, they, they, we should take away their power. They're abusing their power. It's illegitimate, unearned authority. They've overstepped their mark. And they've overplayed their hand in recent history, I would say, as well. But um, And so I think this is what's happening. And anyone, I think we should have compassion and not be like, you know, they're part, they can, they are the people too, the people in, in the government to some extent. In one level, they're part of the people. But they can rejoin the people in a spiritual sense more deeply by kind of defecting from this parasite and saying, no, that's not right. And working within the system to kind of bring it to heal and bring it into um, legitimate authority rather than the overstepped, you know, rogue authority it's, you know, kind of claiming now. Um, and or defecting and kind of working from the outside as whistleblowers or activists or whatever. Um, but, uh, or at least just to be inside there and to, you know, kind of put up an extremely weak defense while the people kind of make the charge to t take over. And um, we all need to understand, again, we're all... In this together there are no enemies ultimately um it's just uh we're um we're even people who think that they are our enemies like no these the people you know they don't understand they're trying to take over we need to prevent them misinformation da, 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 da. it's like yeah it's okay it's okay it's like you know a little child who's like i don't want to go to bed i hate you you're like you don't go oh my god my child hates me you're like oh yeah it's okay come on come on off to bed here you go and you know, you know, five minutes later, the child's going to be cuddling you and your love was strong enough to be there every second of the journey so that they could come back to love and to their true self out of that daydream nightmare of like, you know, eh, um, much sooner. And so that's what we, that's our challenge um, and our opportunity with um, our brothers and sisters in this, you know, working within this parasitic um government these parasitic governments which around the world are causing far more harm than good um in most cases um probably in all cases um uh, in most cases let's say but anyway um so that's it let's try to stop being like oh russia's doing this china's doing this okay the chinese we can use that as a shorthand but we need to be aware it's like saying Washington did this. It's like, whoa, wait, whoa, Washington has a mind? I knew all that Masonic pentagrams on the streets was doing something. It's like a neural pathways. Ah, oh, it's a circuit. You know. No, um, it's a metaphor. Uh, it's the Russian government are doing this, the Chinese government, the American government, the Honduran government, El Salvadoran government, whatever, you know, Argentinian government. Um, and so, yeah, um, we can understand that uh, we're all together and we need to re reclaim our control over our governments and ex assert our sovereignty and that um, we are uh, 
a key part of that is not getting distracted by divisions which are sown by governments saying, oh, look over there, they're trying to do that. Like, aha, that's cute. Yeah, nice. Okay, we're still coming for, you know, to, to you know, lower taxes by 80% and take away your budget by 80% and, you know, reduce regulations by 80% and just have, you know, a fair system which is safe for people in the environment, et cetera. But basically you can do what you want and, um, you know, you work, you keep the fruits of your labor, um, government's there, you know, to support people in extreme situations, but government's not meant to be everywhere. You're meant to be like, it's meant to be so that you can go through your life and basically not think about the government until, you know, like for the vast majority of the days. Be like, oh yeah, there's the government. Oh, I forgot about them. You know, that's the ideal, right? It's just the people, the space government is so in our face these days all over the world in you know china for example it's much more extreme because it's much more, you know more totalitarian and um you know the social credit score surveillance kind of system and all that but in all countries it's like this um the government the state is expanding and trying to, it's more and more in our face all the time but the space left by government the space that, that is left where government used to be will be filled by the people, we the people, you know, isn't that, that's a beautiful thought I'll leave you with, like, that um, as much as governments are so, you know, involved in our lives every day and just kind of like, you know, weaseling their way into every nook and cranny and just, you know, all up in our space, um, that space should be vacated by the government and the people, um, just the, the communal weaving and interflowing of uh, sovereign people in a law-abiding system. Just, you know, cooperating, competing, playing, expressing, experiencing. And uh, so, sounds fun. So, that's it. And uh, prayers and compassion to all those victims of governments around the world at the moment and uh, compassion also to the the perpetrators um, the governments uh, those in government perpetrating these crimes because uh, we are both of them so let's try to be the best we can spread the love all right everyone that's it see ya